0: Hi guys, this is Stella Bella, and welcome to another episode of In the Spray Room, Sold Magazine's podcast with some of the best and brightest artists on the streets today. We are bringing out the lighter side of these creatives by talking to them in a less structured environment. For our daily online content, check us out at soldmagny.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at SoldMag. Today's sold crew consists of myself, Stella Bella, White Girl... Hello. And Brooklyn's own Big Ronnie. Where's that sexy son bitch? Big Ronnie. Before we introduce our special guest today, Big Ronnie, tell us what's going on. Hello, everybody. It's the summer. World Cup continues.
1: Erica stopped caring about the World Cup when Spain lost last week. Um, it's true. That it happens. You know, when your favorite team's out of your least favorite sports, biggest tournament every four <laughs> years, you know, it, uh... It's only imp- important to some. Back to the Yankees. Yes, baseball season. Ooh, ooh. Let, let's just talk about the Mets for a second and how hard it must be to be a Mets fan in life. Uh, June, the Mets went 5-21. and 21. Uh, I don't. For you non-baseball fans, that's not good. That's not good. Five wins in the whole month. Uh, it's the third worst uh, Mets month ever. And the last one most people weren't alive for. So, nice job, guys. Let's get uh, the GM out of there and have another competitive team. I don't mind going to a game and paying 20 bucks for a hot dog. That, that's New York. That's life. Okay? But I'd like to see the team win. Okay? All right. Go to baseball. a Yankees game. Yes. Let's, uh, I'm over it. Um, I'm back. Let's take a deep breath. Okay. All right. Our special guest today, and we're very happy to have her, uh, is Connie. Again from third ethos gallery 154 knickerbocker Brooklyn.
2: Brooklyn.
1: Yeah. welcome to the podcast connie thank you so we uh we met at the gallery uh a couple of shows in we'll go down your lineup in a second but why don't you give our listeners and your new fans uh just a little background about the gallery and how you came about this year the background
3: of the gallery well i'm um, The space itself, I think, is very important to what the gallery is about. Uh, I've been in the neighborhood, Bushwick, Brooklyn. Bushwick. That's Bushwick. (laughs) And uh, it's—I pass by that space every day, and I said, you know, one day I'm gonna—I'm gonna have that space. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but it's going to be mine. And uh, when the space freed up, I was free in my life, and I didn't know that what I was going to do still, but I couldn't miss that opportunity, so I jumped on it, I took it, and I had just quit my corporate job, and I put everything into it, and my friends, my tribe, my family, they all have a part in it, they all have their hand on it, and we built it together, and that's what the gallery's about, and going forward is just building it together. New friends, old friends, we all meet at that place, and uh, whether it be actually building the physical space or building relationships, networking, building a collective, I think uh, the building part is very important. To, if Absolutely. Anything new, it. anything
1: new. You know, you start from yeah. step one. You can never start from step 10. You know, no. I don't care how smart you are in business and how much money you have. There are no right. shortcuts.
3: No, there isn't. And I'd rather have a steady, slow growth than a fast big boom. Yeah, uh, you
2: don't want to burn out.
3: No, I don't want to burn out and uh, yeah, right. And I come from the fashion industry where you do burn out and it is all about trend. So this time I really want to be true to m- my inner artist and the other art- artists out there and give them a solid foundation and solid support.
1: Great. So let, let's talk about um, y- your background, the skills, and the, the eyes. You said you came from the fashion world. But you know, like, what are some of the skills that you, you're bringing to being a gallerist?
3: Wow. Well, I've worked retail since I was 17. I think that's a very good skill to have, to C- sell. Customer, customer service is everything. Customer service. And
2: every, I mean, you see every single walk of life, for sure. Yes,
3: yes. And I think the artwork sells itself. I think it speaks for itself so I don't have to be such a salesman on that part. Also, m- my background as a designer, and I, I share the artist's vision. I can really translate that and relay that to others. Come on, in
1: bed too.
2: What, what do you kidding, mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm
1: kidding. He's just so crazy. You can't
2: Inside his brain is really hard to get a grasp on. Oh, this. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. No, absolutely,
3: no but, <laughs> you know, I, I, I could give a little map or a little outline. You help translate. Yes, exactly. And really, I, all I can do is do my best to present it and showcase it to the best that I can, the best that the space can, And uh, really, you know, it's the artwork and the artist that does the rest. I just, I think my role is to just give the support. And that's... that's
1: No, you can support people a lot of different ways. Yes. And, you know, the traditional gallery model was everything from shipping to customer management to taxes to promotions to guest list, blah, 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 blah. Today, it's a little bit different. Because yeah. you are literally brick-and-mortar in the days of, of, of internet everything. Yes. So how, how is it today, uh, and you know wha- how is the model, uh, let me ask it differently. How are you breaking the model? Because obviously the traditional one isn't really around anymore.
3: Sure. Uh, well, the more that I, th- when I first originated the concept, I thought of it more of a hybrid space, a multifunctional space. So we can say that it's a hybrid gallery. So it's not just art on the walls. It's also an event space. It's also it can also function as a retail space, and we're not just tied down to one form of art. You know, music is art. Dance is art. uh, Literature is art. You know, we have the culinary arts, and I like to bring all that together in one physical space. You can't
1: you can't throw food out and we're just going to skip over it. <laughs> I'm a big boy, as you could see. I like to eat. Yes. All right. So, culinary arts, who are we talking about? Give me some give me a, a, a new artist to be a fan of. Well, That's mm. doing things with food. That's interesting.
3: Okay, so for the pink and green show, mm. the opening that we just had, we have a I met an amazing woman. Her name is Stephanie Gahalis. And not only is she a very talented street artist who paints, spray paints, and she was in our skateboard show, so I connected her with Angel Owens and Master, and she created pink and green cookies. And those are the ones I'm eating?
1: Yes. I'm already a fan of her work?
3: Yes.
4: Wow. They're yummy. Look and at that. Yeah,
3: They're,
4: they're pretty bomb. They're really they're yummy. Good. I'm already eating.
1: On. Mm-hmm. Yum.
3: And so we are bringing the art, the culinary <coughs> art, all of that together. Well,
2: that's Bushwick in a nutshell, everything you've said, because right now Bushwick has more artists <coughs> living in concentration than anywhere else in the world in every every va- every different genre like yeah. you just
3: said. And you can only do so much with the Internet through Instagram, those kind of relationships. It's really important. I th-
4: you still need a you, yes. Pe- people seeing each other, people seeing each other face to face, is always the best thing. You know, there's no way you can see someone uh, through
1: internet. But now that was the traditional gallery model was taking the artist who was merely created, not merely uh, solely focused on creating, and not focused on what I can sell it for, not setting their market value, not ke- turning uh, buyers into collectors not turning collectors into repeat collectors blah 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 everything that goes along with it right. now it now that's happening indirectly cuz everybody's a buyer everybody's a consumer in this internet sure. world sure so I, I, you know w- what do you think i mean the role today how is it you said you can't do some things on the internet
3: no which is to have people to people relationships and really have that synergy the role of the gallery I think has to evolve because, like you said, traditionally artists created, and the gallery would do the marketing, to you know, connect with the collectors and the buyers. But in this day and age, it's different. Buyers, collectors can directly go to the artists. Artists can market themselves. Artists are entre- entrepreneurs on their own. So, uh, me, I respect. I respect that. I respect their hustle. I respect their art. And that's what I mean by, like, all I can do is really give them the support, which is the platform, which Mm -hmm. is the physical space. Mm -hmm. Because that is still very, very important. I
1: think you're you're providing more than the physical space because you're providing the mental focus. You're putting your time and focus behind it, which means there's a space and a party Yes. And a gathering, and a month-long event, and sales, and Instagram post, and 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 and. Yes. So it's not just the space.
3: True. That is true. That's and with true. your
1: backyard through the spring and summer months, oh. you're running. No, let's be real. The backyard. You're a beautiful. part, but you're a part of the scene. The scene's a part of your backyard, and yes. vice versa. Yes. You know. Don't get me wrong. We all. Uh, I wish I could afford some of the pieces that I have to walk past sometimes, in in the space, but. You know the the networking that goes on in the backyard is 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 the value of the. She's space selling to a lot an experience. Yes. They're completely correct. Now, yes. now bike girl, uh, uh, you've been to a couple, uh, if not all of the shows so far. There. No,
2: not all. Oh. I I missed the first few. I've been to the last few. Got it. So
1: yeah. Um. Who's a good fit coming up? We'll talk about who she has coming up, but who, who's an artist with the right feel?
2: I would say that's what I love about the space it could be any one of the artists working on the street in any medium because of the way her space is set up and I mean, we're talking about next level lighting and just other things so that you can do the experience um, I know you're probably asking who would I like to see
0: Yeah.
2: but you know that the thing is is she's just given shows to two the people that I basically would like to have seen in a show so, what about you? What about you, Erica? Do you have?
0: Well, I think it it's it's good for group shows. I, I I think it's a good space for multiple people to show at once. I also think that it's the kind of space I want to see somebody paint that entire wall. Sorry, but that's what I want to see. Outside or inside? we have inside. Inside. inside, inside, Oh, I know. Yes. Yeah, you have done the gate it's, and the, and the, the, the building front. wall. Yeah, yes. but no, I want to see the, the that <laughs> white wall, high ceilings <laughs> the and the everything, whole the, whole the whole thing. Gallery is mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
4: All
1: right, that's enough fantasizing. That if we own thirty, those <laughs> in.
4: but let, let's if, talk now about now. you gotta you, say? You gotta come back and help me repaint it. But but yeah. but yeah.
2: I want to know who Erica wants to see paint the whole thing we got to get that out into the universe to manifest it since the whole gallery is a manifestation. I yes, mean, it I, is.
1: I would it work is. hard to help promote a show, uh, a Michael Allen show there, watching Fade rip up that whole back wall in his style, doing his thing while he's rhyming and pouring buckets <laughs> of paint on women. and do. That would a be a whole that would uh, Oh, yeah, take happening. over the whole space. Oh, it, the, everything he does is
3: a happening.
0: A Michael Allen happening at 30, so this would be, would be something
3: now say it three times <laughs> <laughs> well you know and that's what I really try to create with the art and the openings and just showing the artwork to people even after the opening is that we are showing an experience we want people to leave with uh, a memory a feeling and uh, and that's what I also try to provide as well because with my background in fashion uh, I'm trains with concepts and presenting and in that way you know i work with the artist. i see the art i hear the concept you know we vibe together we talk we discuss and then you know slowly just organically the concept builds so then i add oh what if we do this with the lighting or oh we can do this and then it slowly builds together so it's not just the artwork on the walls now we're talking about lighting and sound and <clears throat> the decorations even, the little details, yeah. it all matters so that you have a complete thought. You have a complete vision that's coming to life. And that's really important for me and for the artist too. And it's a different, it's a different new way to present art.
1: Now, uh,
4: <clears throat> is the week? lots <laughs> <what you're doing? laughs> of choking you out?
1: <laughs> <laughs> now good for you, but we haven't heard anything about money, and that's wonderful. Mm. But the gallery uh has bills and isn't free, I'm I'm assuming.
3: Right, it's
1: not. So, how how does a new gallery and how does a, a new a first-time gallerist go about building a collector base in New York City today?
2: Mm.
3: I think it's all personal relationships. And I'm still working on that. You know, it's a learning process. I think it's a learning curve for me. But really, it comes down to personal relationships and following up and building the trust and really knowing what the artwork is about and if it's what the collector is looking for we want the person to be happy when they buy something, and they want it to really love it and take it home. So, for example, a few, a few weeks ago, someone came in for the show that was an exhibit, but then she saw the customized jackets that different artists had painted. So she came to see one thing, but really, she and I had an hour conversation about these different jackets. And yes, it's beginning of summer, but she still tried it on, and she loved it, and it's one of a kind. And I was saying, you know, this artist is from Bushwick. She's local, fantastic. So she, so she walked out with a denim jacket when really she came to see a show. And I had to remind her about the show, and then we talked about the show, but the first thing she did was try on the jacket, and that's what she left with. So I think uh, you really just talking to the people who come in and I like to listen and really understand where they're coming from, what they're looking for, and see what is the good match. And she left really, really happy. (laughs) And she came back for the next show because she was excited. So it's really about personal relationships in that way. The money part... Bling, bling. Bling, bling. Bling, don't
4: forget your bling, bling.
3: And a classy lady never talks, speaks about money, right? Well, and I would never
1: ask how much anything or <laughs> what you thought something should cost, or if an, an artist was overvalued or undervalued or anything like that. But the business model the business. is important for, for us to to talk about, sure. Because uh, ga- uh, galleries that are, uh, you know, let's talk about Fat Free. They had uh, <coughs> a Dane and some big shows and some big artists in there, and they're not in. They're not brick and mortar anymore. Right. So, you know, it, it, it happens. So how, how, uh, how do we help you not make, let that happen? And how does the, our listeners help you not let that happen? Because you have a, a great space with a great feeling and, you know, just for the scene alone, we'd love for it to continue.
3: Absolutely. And I want to be able to share it and have everyone come and enjoy the space as well and have be inspiring. We ask for suggested donations at opening night, and it's really, really important. I want people to understand that the suggested donation box really goes to pay the bills, to keep the lights on, to pay the rent. Uh, It does not go to me at all. And everyone who is working there, who makes sure that the space is clean, that is beautiful, that we have upgrades, they're all volunteers. They are working because they believe in Idea. They believe in the dream, and they, we all believe in each other, and they, we really see the bigger picture and where it could go and what it could become. So, it is all team effort. It's all based out of love, like truly, truly, like based out of love and faith and belief in each other. Uh, and I think it will take us further, and it will expand and will grow. So the suggested donation part is one. Part of my business model when I first opened also was that that the that I personally wanted to work with the artist and create new art. Meaning I'm a designer, so I come back from a design background. I'm not an artist, but when I look at something that is beautiful and inspiring to me, it inspires different design ideas. So In that way we can collaborate and make products and products sell people will leave with merchandise whether it be pin patch hat t-shirts but we can take that even further and I can work with the artists to do that and that's my personal goal as an artist myself and uh, you know and I think when we get there we can do new things and new products and new designs, and that will commercialize and take their art into a different channel, different market, and elevate their art. And it won't touch their originals, but at the same time, we're creating something new. And that's truly collaborative, and I believe that will create revenue for the artist, for the space, for myself, to keep this going. You know, it doesn't have to be enamel pin anymore. You know, let's evolve that. What is the next thing? Like,
0: Hi. one of the things I remember when I first met you was uh, at the Himbed show, you had t shirts that were like $35, like all other t shirts, get your t shirt. And I liked one other one, and it, but it was a organic. It was all tea. organic. Now, and I knew why it was $120 or whatever the price point was. Like, I knew fashion wise, but Connie took the time to explain it to me and explain why it was important to bad and why that was important for him to have that as part of the merchandise collection. And even though it was going to be more and maybe he wouldn't sell, it, like she took the time to explain all that to me. And that was whether, you know, I mean, I got it. But right. if I didn't, you really gave me a lot of information on, like, why it was worth it. And, and that was something that a lot of people wouldn't take the time to do.
3: Exactly. Like, I want people to stay informed and why something is uh, the way it is. Yeah, You know, the reason why that shirt was at that price is because it's 100% organic cotton. And we're not doing that because it's fashion. It was because him bad, his lifestyle as a person, you know, uh, it was important to him. So it is part of the show. That's a little detail that is still part of the show.
0: And... That made it even more special yeah. and I would have bought the t shirt if I had the money. To buy. Exactly. I would <laughs> I would have bought the t shirt like, too. You, sold me. you know,
3: like there's certain <laughs> things that you can do for the people and mm-hmm. to make it sell, to make money. And it for wouldn't the have bad. been important to Right. But in some <laughs> things we have to stay true. We right. have to stay true to ourselves, what we stand for, what the art is about and what it stands for. And what the artist stands for? And yes, it did sell. Woohoo. And yes, we did sell I a few shirts. And Audrey bought one because she's a huge supporter. And you know, and
2: I one it, one yeah, oh, so yeah, went back yes. like the next we, day and bought honey. one. Nice.
1: Yes. Hold your hold your line. Stay yeah. crazy and now, do you.
2: I have a question for you. It seems that you've been gravitating towards street art, and you come from fashion. What is your first memory of street art as far as it hitting you as something that you were interested in, and how did you get from there to here?
3: That's a a very good question. Um, Well, you know, I didn't know I was going to end up here, but as life is, you just go with the flow, and life naturally has a path for you. Uh, I think my first introduction to street art was when I was a teenager in high school, I hung out with all the skater boys, the punk rockers, and one. Like
2: no. <laughs> no. That guy no. no, where was it?
3: Teenagers. This was kinda. kinda. And, where and where were I'm you? Where were you a teenager? I was. I went to school in Hawaii. I went to high school in Hawaii, and uh, you know everything is very slow, and it's the island lifestyle. So if and so for this small group of us we were different we were eccentric we wanted to get out there and uh yeah now I remember and one day my friend he asked me you know we're hanging out after school and he said uh you know come with us I always hung out with them and they were always being mischievous and doing bad things and they went down to like the the sewage systems to go paint, and I had to. I was the lookout. <laughs> I, I was the lookout for like so, two hours. So you ju- just yeah. while they were painting in the tunnels. Are so, you, guys
2: done? Are like, you guys done? No, I mean you know. I, I so th- you're basically just coming home. Yeah, to the gallery. Yes. yes.
3: And I ended up, yes, and uh, when I went to fashion school, when I graduated in New York, everybody, you know, they all go to the big fashion names, right? Like Kelvin Klein, Donna Karen, whatnot. And I didn't want to do that. My interest was elsewhere. Uh, I really loved streetwear, And so my choice was Triple Five Soul. I don't know if people remember that. But
0: yes, they
3: made great fashion, great products. Yellow Rat Bastard. Yellow Rat Bastard. Oh, I miss know? that store. Um, but that culture. I miss Canal Jeans. Canal Great. Jeans,
2: yeah. dude. And that,
3: yeah, and that culture is what I grew up with, where I come from. It's and a that. Bloomingdale's now.
2: Oh, no. please don't. Okay. It is, yeah. Canal
0: Street Jean Company, yeah.
2: Yeah, Canal Jeans, yeah. which And that and Yellow Rat Bastard down, down the street were the, like the two best stores. Yeah. I don't ever leave Brooklyn anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, this has been a while now. This is making me feel old.
3: Um. Down memory lane, so yeah. So, yes. Yellow Rat bastard. Then,
0: what was? Yes. The fr- I think what so Audrey bad. was getting at. What was the first tag mural? Yeah, who's who's oh. the first oh. of the yes. artists
2: that you remember? Actually, kind of and we. What is it? We like to say you. Who who is your um? Hmm. Uh, what what is the word? Your gateway drug. Oh, my gateway yes. drug. Yes. What was your gateway into the scene? Other than your friends' tags, which is brilliant right, enough. Right, right.
3: right. Well
2: uh let's see there's
3: so much great street art in bushwick and i saw all of it i used take pictures see it go up see it go down and i guess this was a little bit before instagram blew up so artists didn't really write their names on the walls yet and i used to ride <laughs> my bike around and just uh look at all the great murals but i think i'm Well, there's a lot of artists that I really love right now, but I really love uh, Masato. He's, I think, my gateway drug. I love what he does. I can't wait to go see what he's painting. He painted uh, the Gateway Bar on Broadway, which closed, recently closed down, but he painted all the insides of it, and that got me into, like, watching the artist paint, Going to see where they painted, then really paying attention to the artist's names rather than just the street art. Oh, Ronnie just gave everybody food, and now Whoa. we have. Yeah, nice. we're, we've
0: got nibbles. Fancy.
3: Sorry. Fancy, fancy,
2: fancy. Thank you. Brilliant,
4: Brilliant. nibbles. Take a break. Wow. Now
2: it's your turn to talk for a minute. Love minutes, it.
4: Sponsored by Snacks.
1: I had. Have- I had a snack attack, and I made some cheese and crackers, mm-hmm. and that's the way we do things in Brooklyn. You're hungry, you get up, you get some food. Amen. That's like right. That. Amen. All right, so let's go. Let's go back in time. Let's go way, way back to December 2017, when you had your first dry run. How was it? Tell tell, tell us about one of the fun slip ups or something interesting in the beginning that you didn't expect.
3: No, it was perfectly... It went perfectly well. Just <laughs> no as planned. Nothing happened. <laughs> nothing <laughs> bad happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: I, of course, don't believe you, but...
3: Uh, okay, so the night before the opening, really it was for friends and family, the soft opening back in December. It, uh, we had been working on the space for a long time, and I thought, you know, now it's now or never. We, we just have to open. So it was... And everything was, you know, going as accordingly as planned. And the night before the opening, we had a huge rainstorm. And that beautiful backyard that you guys see now, back then there was nothing back there. Uh, it was just concrete. There was a lot of leftover, uh, leftover construction things from inside. That was piled in both corners, and we had a huge rainstorm that night. The backyard flooded because the drains uh, got clogged up and I was by myself and I was out there at like 1 a.m. there was water up almost to my knees and the entire backyard was flooded and I didn't know what to do and I saw that there were leaves and things like clogging up the drain so I tried to like so I'm in there you know, uh, in the water, picking up leaves, and it wasn't working. So I was trying to sweep up the leaves that were floating in the water, mm. <laughs> thinking that's going to clear it out. Clean the pool. Yeah, that, that's thinking At least that's it'd gonna be a clean pool.
4: Uh,
3: yeah. So I did that for an hour. That was fun, and then. And so now it. we know she's not a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> can, that can happen again, then. No no, 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 no! I had that fixed. Perfect. I called it. <laughs> I called a twenty-four-seven plumber. Guys, they came. They drained it. Actually, it should be perfectly fine now. But that was a big scare, and I'll never forget that. Yeah, don't
4: clog your toilets, please. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Number really yeah, you know. <laughs> at third episode. Actually,
3: Only really, number one's actually, number be, let's really take care of <laughs> what we throw on the <laughs> floor in the backyard, because now. You know, there's a lot more, lot more <laughs> valuable the, things. Did you find then. something interesting in the backyard? Uh, no. Oh, found a goat safe. Oh. There is a goat safe, and if any for people who have come to the space, there is a goat safe there I that I found. Mhm.
2: Wow. Yeah.
3: So if anybody can crack it open, whatever's inside is yours. You
1: hear that? Mm-hmm. Sweet. At 30th, okay, you, you not only have an opportunity to meet some cool people, see some great art, and support a local artist, but you get the chance to crack a safe. I don't know a guy that doesn't want to be part of a heist.
2: What could be in there? Oh, Anyone? Man. Seriously. There's something in there,
3: though. I've, sh- I've, sh- we uh, tried.
4: Shaking it. I've shaken it, and I've put my ear, and I'm trying to crack it. It's been like three weeks. I don't know. It's just not happening for me.
1: <laughs> Our, have power tools been applied yet?
4: We were thinking about throwing it off the third story. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but then yeah. something fun in there? And I know. You okay. damage it. Uh, no. Yeah,
3: I, I think it's time for the big power tools. I think it's
4: time.
1: Leave it
3: there.
4: Uh,
1: all, all, all inquiries fashion, at soldmegany.com <laughs> or uh, thirdethos.com.
3: Oh, com. Dot com.
4: His, uh,
3: yeah, stethoscope Yeah, it just up. Just yeah. School, yeah. yeah. Old school. You That's need a safe cracker. Mm-hmm. So that was December. That was December. And in, th- uh,
1: in January, you had the uh, Run Through the Jungle show with Lucky Rabbit. Yes. He Hello, came. Lucky.
3: Hey, Lucky. Big shout out to Lucky. Good luck. He's the one who curated the group show, and that was our first opening show in January, and that was a huge turnout, more than what I expected, and uh Audrey's question yes I think that was my first introduction really to the street art scene I want to <coughs> say the world the scene although I've been just living in it for so long that I, I guess I didn't realize that it was that you I was in part it. of it anyway yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: now before we had gone to the show there you also had uh in February you had a, a photographer named fatigue yes tell us about him
3: so he's a local DJ and photographer, and uh, he's really well known DJ in Brooklyn and in New York, but he had been taking, but formally trained as a photographer. So he p- approached me about doing his solo show, and uh, I said yes because I think his photos were beautiful. They're, it was all presented in black and white, shot on 35 millimeters. Ooh. and uh, it was all of Brooklyn life also because he's a Bushwick local and he took a lot of pictures on Broadway, all around of different peoples and really showing the beauty of New Yorkers, the true beauty and those like second moments that pass you by and that is true New York so I thought it was beautiful and the reason why I did that show as well is because I like the space to be uh, multifaceted you know uh, I wanted to have variety and also to connect different parts of the art world. You, let's say you're a photographer, you're a street artist, let's bring them together you know, uh, to present a black and white photography show in Bushwick where it is surrounded by street art. I think it's also interesting and different and it elevates the neighborhood. And it showcases something different for the community as well. So uh, there, it was a good turnout for that as well. And I think the community, my neighbors, the community really love it. And they now at this point, they can't wait to see what else is next. And
2: especially their kids. You're, you're influencing kids. the next generation big time. The little girl oh my God. and the boy down at the corner. I mean... You have you have possibly already changed two lives that might change the world. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. you know, I because really, they those kids are so into it when they come.
1: We can't talk about what's next yet because we have to talk about what's now first. And yes. what's now is the current. Pink and green show going on at Third Ethos. Oh. Still up there. With, oh. it, with, two, oh. with two guys. What are their names again? Eric, I don't remember. They, they
0: left last week. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so that that goes on until uh, July 29th. Yes. And uh, we hope that sells out and all those dope sneaker prints and everything that was aligned so oh. nicely. I tried to see if one was crooked. It was nothing crooked. No, it was it's, good.
3: it's amazing. It's amazing, amazing work. And also, like, when I saw it in real life, I was
2: You impressed. have to. 3D glasses. You have to. 3D experience. It's this is not one you can just see on Instagram.
3: Absolutely. You're right. Like, the 3D glasses is awesome. The artwork that you did for it, the effects. But at the same time, even without the 3D glasses and just beautiful daylight, you see all the little details that went into it. Did They poured concrete, embossed the walls, and then painted on top of it. So it's really taking street art home with you. And all the little details of what New York street art is, is captured in those little boxes, in the little concrete wood panel boxes, the little details. You know, the moss that's on the street is actually moss, you know, and the little paint rollers. (coughs) Goop was telling me how the little paint roller that's in the canvas, that's part of the work, he actually used that little tiny paint roller to paint around the canvas, to paint the canvas. And now it's stuck on there. So I think you have to see it in person to appreciate and find the little details.
1: It's on the eye of the beholder.
0: I was wondering what the little zip ties were. I forgot to ask them last week. It was like zip ties on all those little yeah. uh, shadow boxes.
3: So they're actually the security tags that they security use tags. for the shoe boxes. Ah. You know, and um, that goes back to the concept of their show, the Hype Series. Are we still
1: pretending they're not here and sitting here right now because they were talking the whole time?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> we could just ask them.
1: I'm like holding my breath. <laughs> we just I'm
4: like trying to hold breath. Like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I guess just in, I guess I have
3: the, the
0: concept
3: weeks. all wrong <laughs> and <laughs> I got to interrupt either one lets them talk about it
0: time oh, damn, time doesn't
1: work laws. around here That's
4: no time
0: Brooklyn. doesn't exist uh, time travel
1: they went to Miami last week and now they're back and now they're in LA and they're We're here time lords yeah, so.
0: they're looking for walls Tell so
1: anything about. else you forgot to ask them last
4: week just the <laughs> security tags got yes. it um, got it <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. So the zip ties, the security tags, were based off a of hype series, like based off a like a sh- uh, a company called Off White, and they did a, a a whole line of shoes that had a security tag on it, and it just literally blew up, you know. And that was the whole purpose of the tags, the sides, It like his work was. If he used to uh, say a piece of leather, it said leather. If he used soul, it said soul. It means it said air. It was on there, and we did the same thing. You know, we put wood. It said wood on the side. Concrete. It said brick. You know. What? <laughs> this guy's Hi. high as fuck, bro. Let me, <laughs> let me explain oh, it to over, you. Move over. Move over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, over. let me let me explain yeah. it to you. The whole reason that we did this hype series was just because of. Uh, uh, we definitely wanted to make sure how like people are all concerned about what's hot what's not you know type of thing and we're characters that are totally original so we we kind of have to almost push ourselves to almost brand ourselves another way for people to understand what we're about so the whole hype series was about being what's now hype and you know it worked really well with Connie because she's in the fashion industry so she totally understood what was going on but uh Hell yeah, group master, baby. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Thank you for that explanation.
3: And and to go on that, too, what the trend is right now in high fashion on the runways is street art. You know, like that brand Off-White or even Balenciaga Mm -hmm. having a whole, you know, spray painted walls
0: on their runway. And then now all the high high fashion. It's oh yeah,
3: sneakers. Like, wow, yeah.
0: they're going nuts about right. sneakers. Like
3: Dior, yes. y- right, like Dior, like, oh, they're all doing sneakers now, mm-hmm. and it's all taken from street art, street culture. Hey, me, sucker. <laughs> right. Well,
2: the Seems urban like, arts are the largest economic, one of the largest economic exports we provide to the world right now.
3: And really, and it goes down to the heart of it, like, you know, trend, whatever it may be, but from the streets because it's the people. That's us. Like, we... It's life. Like we culture. set the trans culture, right? And the street art just reflects that. And then it's the bigger commercial or the fashion and whatnot that sees it and they reflect it. But it really starts with the people. It starts in the streets.
1: All right. So let me, let me recap. Do not try as an artist to get a show at 30 Ethos unless you want to get to know and work with a talented, lovely person. Is that the way that has to work?
2: Yes.
3: Got it.
1: That's that's what I thought. You
3: have to be able to get along with me. I'm super, super difficult to work with. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very demanding. Uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> Especially when she makes you clean the restrooms.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's only for you. You're Mexican.
0: Oh. 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 <laughs>
3: You know, my
2: parents would be very proud. (laughs) She got one in. (laughs) Looking out for you, girl. Just looking out for you. The ancestors.
1: All right, so let's let's remind everybody the address: one fifty four Knickerbocker, in real Brooklyn. In
3: real Brooklyn, Bushwick, next to Popeyes. Oh. And Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> All right.
2: now, and close to the Morganell, so it's really easy to get to.
1: Popeyes was still the last restaurant to fry their apple pies in the oil instead of trying to bake them and get away with it. Mm. Mm. That would make sense. True. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it smells like it in there. The next you time, I, go, believe that's true. I want to believe oh. that's
1: true, and I'm going to make that happen the next time we go to a show.
2: Their red beans and rice is really good.
3: Mm. We gotta get sponsored by Popeyes. Oh.
2: That would be brilliant. That's and a good one.
4: I love how they're open till 2 in the morning or 3 in the morning. I mean. Mm hmm. And, there, it's not open. yeah. I don't fly right. out there on the West Coast. Nope. Or in the
1: So she's looking for sponsors also. Yes. Popeyes Corporate.
3: <laughs> looking for sponsors. Uh That's how we're going to keep it going. That's how we're going to keep all these awesome shows going and even bigger and better because we are going to go bigger and better and elevate each time we do a show.
1: That's right. Now, now we talked about now, right, girl?
2: Yeah, well, now we need to know what's coming up next.
1: Now it's over. Now it's next time.
2: Exactly. Especially since every time I've gone into your space, um, it's been changed up a little bit. And by that, I mean you're tweaking it. You know, you're getting the line straight and the, the, it looks more and more clean every time I go in, and it showcases the art better each and every time. So what's next? Yeah,
1: the August show is going to be... A Japanese
3: artist, his name is Tsukasa Kawana, and he does great graphic art, which is a mix of hip-hop and Japanese aesthetics. He's from Brooklyn. I think uh, it's time to now feature a local artist and uh, also introduce him to the street art world as well. I think it would translate really well. And it's my little secret plan to perhaps try to merge the whole street art and contemporary art. I don't know w- why there's such a division because I feel that it's the same.
0: So Well, they've bitten off of each other for years. Exactly. Right. Um, I, I feel that's so uh, one of our uh, focuses is to make sure that if there are if a, a goal of a street artist is to elevate to that yeah. we want to help them do that and if a, a contemporary uh, artist wants to come down to that yes. to the street level we come across do, come right. across right. Yeah. So not down want, i mean if you see you know we cover gallery events and all kinds of things as well as street art cuz the the two worlds should it should be find nice. a balance. It should merge. Yeah.
3: The, yeah, it's a fine balance right. and I think they really relate well with each other and aesthetically as well.
0: As long as the culture is respected, I think mm-hmm. that's probably the sensitivity mm-hmm. there. Right. Um and, and when that's taken into consideration, I think that there's a lot of cool things that can happen. Sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So that's exciting. We're looking forward to that. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's
0: somebody I've never heard say his name again. Sukasa Kawana. Now, Do you know or... his uh, Instagram? I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Instagram. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. it's uh, Sukasa,
3: but it's spelled T S U K A S A. Did not have Tsasa. that. In my one. house. Exactly. I mean, sukasa Mikasa. Off the casa. Off the uh, third ethos. That's what it's based on. That's what it's about. The third is. Uh, Inspire from the third place, and the third place means that the first place is your home, and the second place is where you work, but the third place is a place where you go to uh, connect with your community and your culture, Mm. and that's the place that we
0: are. I like that. Boom. Yeah, I like that. I was I Yeah, I like that. See, what just popped into my head there when you were
1: telling that, and I completely believe you. <laughs> <laughs> is sold. You know, sold. no, I didn't. I, I didn't know. Growing up in Brooklyn, you don't, you know, you don't really understand cities, uh, neighborhoods, suburbs until you travel. Yes. And when I went overseas and I saw European cities and uh, town squares and plazas, mm-hmm. you're the water fountain. Yeah. Be the water yes. fountain that people gather at and talk about life. Yes. Because you're going to do business because everybody wants to do business, and if you're the place where people are coming together, that's just a, its going to happen.
3: And that's what has been happening, and that's what happens at our shows. And I love that. I love the chill vibe. I love the synergy. I love the connections that happen and new ideas that happen and different people uh, connecting and creating new ideas and artworks and working together. I think that's brilliant. It makes me happy because that means it's, that the idea has worked, that it has its own life, and it's beautiful, but we need the people to be part of it, to keep right. going, because it's really not about me, it's about everyone together, and that's the third ethos, the third place.
1: They say that, uh, you know, when you give to the community, you'll never go poor, so I think, you, uh, I think you're on the right track, uh, it's, it's great, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what comes up after that, we'd love to come to see that show. But uh, before we wrap it up, why don't you give the listeners and your new fans, you know, a place so they can find you online and, uh, you know, refresh under the address <coughs> and things like that.
3: So the website is Third Ethos, and that's number three, R-D, ethos, E-T-H-O-S dot com. And you can find the same on Instagram. We have at thirdethos underscore collective space. And that showcases more of the events and the artists and the fun events that go through, like more like ideas and it's more colorful. And we also have a different Instagram called at third ethos underscore gallery. And that presents just the artwork, like really clean artworks. So for collectors, for buyers to look at and but you this.
0: keep you maintain both. Yes. Now. Yes.
3: Okay. I maintain both. Okay. And also, we have a Facebook at Third Ethos. And you can also email info at thirdethos.com.
1: Well, Connie, thank you very much for coming in. Ladies, any yeah. uh, any parting words or comments?
2: Just, I hope um, I hope that everybody's listening takes a, te- takes a moment and goes to your gallery. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All mean, right. We love visitors. Thank you
1: for coming in. We are sold out with Connie from Third Ethos.